Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. So good to see everyone. I think we have all our co-hosts on right now. So everyone's co-hosted. That's good. So let me uh, show the screen and we'll take it from there. Okay. Um, so this this is our our first Friday of the of 2022. And let's, we'll be looking at becoming birthed into and never leaving Allah's final home in the vast earth. So Baki, if you could lead us with the Fatiha. Alhamdulillah. From the heart of Abu Kiyan, the heart of all mothers, messengers, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> Okay. Um, is the is the sound okay? If uh, if Hamida no, okay, good. Got the thumbs up. So let's let's begin. Uh, now this is going to be a very well. I don't know how to how to convey this any other way, but what we'll try to do is convey this secret, this secret that I only got a few weeks ago. And so uh, it's not something that comes just from the text. And so we'll start with the poem again as a way of perhaps setting things up in people's hearts and minds. And so let's begin with the, with the poem uh, in English, and then we'll have a few lines uh, recited in Arabic. What the earth of God has is vastly spacious, and the sky of God marries her. And for the gates locked shut, with the right hand of effusive generosity, he opens her. Her population is constricted of chests, and so by the light of knowledge, he expands them, the darkening equivocations of the mystery, and knowings from Kash, clear he makes them. All which is provided, blessings, is a beautiful presence bestowed on her. Thereafter, if pollution arises in her, Perhaps, but he will. Ar-Rahman will ameliorate her. Then, if she runs away and if she turns aside, the reins of guidance pull her. With every claimant not truthful, the language of incapacity to perceive what is to perceive is perception exposes her. The fire kindling trials are every hurt. 
coming from an affliction of the existent being, corroding her. Thank, uh, Janaka, would you like to recite a few verses? Thank you. <laughs> Good. So this one is uh, the vast earth and it's the it's the body and Ibn Arabi can't say anything more clear than this. It's the its prose are just straight declarative sentences. Uh, but you'll have it'll have to come in a certain way for us to all of un understand this, to understand the secret which is coming across here. Um, it can't, it's hidden in plain sight. So what is it? So I've got what, who, and where, and how, and why in all of this. So, so we start out with whoever among us never ceases being a witness to what he was created for in this world and the next, he is the complete slave, the intended goal of the universe, the deputy for the world, all of him, the one which, if the world were to be unmindful, any of him, his higher or his lower, for a quantum time period of the vicar of God, while this slave was remembering him with vicar, he would stand in with that vicar for the world, all of him. And by him, the world would have its being preserved. The Prophet said, the hour will not come while in the earth there is one who says, Allah, Allah. Then do learn, my friend, my sibling, that the earth of your body is the true, vast, spacious earth, which the true commanded you to worship him in. Therefore, this bodily earth of yours is, in the true dimension, an earth of God, vast. He commanded you to worship him in her until the moment of your death, and who dies, his day of arising has arisen. This is the individual arising, it is his word, from her we created you, and into her we shall return you. So when you understand the individual arising by means of the death of this particular person, you know the universal day of arising of every dead body who has, will have who is being raised and resurrected. So we looked at that, uh, that circle, and we looked at the, the circle of humanity, and the last part, uh, is when all the 50,000 years start coming. And that's 50,000 years at the halt, 50,000 years at the scale, 50,000 years at the, uh, in all of these places until this general resurrection takes place. But the resurrection takes place also for individuals upon their death and in this world. So that's what we're looking at right now. This has got, this is everything to do with these configurations that we that, that talked about in the Quran that we're, we're alerted to these configurations. And the configuration is an earth-based configuration. And the next configuration is an earth-based configuration. So, and he it is who has configured you from a single being and has given you a habitation and a repository. So a place to be, a habitation and a repository, a treasure chest placed inside, lodged inside. We have detailed our revelations for people who have understanding. So there are some who will see that they have a habitation in Allah's final home in the vast earth, and they have a repository, a treasure chest inside the chest. 
Those people with understanding will see that. And that incumbent upon him is the next configuration. So it's not in our hands to make this next configuration. It is incumbent on Allah to make this final and next configuration. And then configured it as another creation. So blessed be Allah, the best of creators. So the first configuration is what we have now. There'll be a next one. Earth-based, earth-based, physical, physical. Say, travel through the earth and see how Allah did configure creation. So will Allah produce a later creation, for Allah has power over all things. In order that we may transfigure your projected likenesses, and we may configure you into something you know not. So that we are right now these projected likenesses, and we will be these projected likenesses, which we are, will be configured into something which we know not. Uh, to anticipate, this will be what we're now going to be calling a one-sided barzakh. So we're getting as literal and, and clear as possible. Where is it? When is it? So this is the uh, poem that will tell us the when it is and the where it is. So where is the question of space? When is the question of time? So the temporal, spatial is what this poem will address. So we'll hear this poem right now. Um, I may have to make sure that Yasmin has, Yasmin, are you able to come on? Yeah, I'm, I'm here, Shrey. Good, okay, please, please start. Sorry, um, let's watch the video. Um, where is it? When is it? Verify with your intellect, if you're able to think. Our origin is a negative of a negative and a positive of a positive. The matter that is strangest is that I have never not been outside of time. And I am that I am, myself. Despite this, a new sight in that. Yes, your cherisher is a sight of being and with whom there is nothing except who. And no past having passed and no future that is to come. Lo, the vigil of the night is a time when impression is more keen and speech more certain. So as we'll see, this the special, the special family which uh, reaches this vast earth, reaches this place, uh, they know that they are outside of time, they know that they are outside of space, and they have a special moment uh, in this world, in this time, in this space, which is the night prayers. And so at the third part of the night, when the membrane is thinnest, uh, they are the ones who are having intimate conversations with the divine. And impression is more keen, so they are stamped and impressed uh, by their moments in this, in this conversation. And their speech is more certain. So what is uttered in that night conversation is more certain. Has the, has the weight and clarity that daytime speech does not have. So this being outside of time and before time, we've talked about that as the nightingales, that this nightingale stranger to space and time. So if we look at the one image here, there's a stranger to space and time outside on a lip of this well. And next is the higher angelic realm where everything is simple. This is where the light of Muhammad resides. 
and then the light of Muhammad first and then other beings next go into this well of the kingdom and they go through a membrane and that membrane is the dream which we which we reach uh, our where, where we are every night whether we know it or not and it is uh, the vast earth and it is our body and of course most of us don't know that that's where this membrane resides and then we dive into this kingdom and the moment we dive into the kingdom we are in bodies and we are composite and we forget but the key here is that we've entered into bodies and there's something about the body about earth which is uh which makes up for the fact that we're not angelic in fact it becomes the place that we are intended to be we're intended to be in the body for a reason so the where it is and the, and the diagram that Ipnarabi draws uh, over here, the, there's one circle, which is the body, the all body. So this is the physical body. And the next one is inside that physical body is Mother Earth. And that Earth is, your body is Mother Earth. And inside that is the throne. And inside the throne is the cosmos. So the entire cosmos, is encompassed by the throne the throne is encompassed by mother earth and then the earth is encompassed by body and so that's uh, that's the where all of this happens and where this is as he says the entirety of the cosmos is in the interior mouth of the throne except the earth because she is the firmly fixed site of the throne foundations and the throne foundation is sarir which is also the umbilical cord. So this a circle that you see there, which doesn't have any words on it. So the one above it says this is the, the realm of the body. The next circle has no name on it, no title. And then the last circle has arsh, which is the throne. And then the square is the footstool and all of the cosmos. So it's very interesting that he does not put a name on the earth because the earth is, as we'll see, the first and the last configuration, and it is the intended goal. So the umbilical cord is one of the images between the cosmos and Mother Earth, so that's why we're calling it Mother, and then the extended assistance from the divine, Medet, which we've seen as Imdad, this extended assistance. And then from the cosmos to this earth, which is your body, which is the vast earth, is a bridge connecting your life now to the gates of the garden and then on to the vast earth. So the garden is not the final place. The final place is the, is the vast earth. So then the question is, when is it? And he says, it is just as the men of Allah are bestowed this station here in this world. Now I'll be speaking of all of this uh, from one perspective and that is the men of Allah perspective. And as we know that Ibn Arabi, every time he mentions men, he says it means men and women. Um, but I will, I will be looking at it from also the, the, the men as men perspective. And so uh, it's for uh, another to, to give us 
the other view. Uh, so that it will be the women of Allah and it'll be that other view. So we see this circle, the red circle is the, is the life cycle of humanity from the beginning to the end. And so the moment you mark the beginning, you have the end. And then there's the inside and the outside. So we have that Mobius strip. Um, and so from early on in humanity, so not so this is before the 50,000 years, 50,000 years, 50,000 years. Before that, we have a vast earth. And that vast earth is linked and created through uh, the most noble of places. He is the center point fastening the tent support. So the humanity who is saying Allah, Allah, is the one which connects the humanity in this world and in this earth to this vast earth. Everyone is going to get to this vast earth after the 50,000, 50,000, 50,000. And they will get there through a very rigorous process of rewards, punishments, torments, burnings, uh, ameliorating's, all of these kinds of things will happen. Uh, but they will happen on this side of the clock. And so this will happen after someone is, dies, and that will be a long, 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 long time until the moment comes when all of humanity will go through what's necessary to make it a intended goal for them, for humanity, which is to worship. And there are some men of Allah who are bestowed this before, both before they die and after they die, and before all of these 50,000, 50,000. So then we ask, when is it? Therefore, the period of the Barzakh is the other configuration in the position of and corresponding to the bearing the woman does of the fetus in her belly, God configuring it with one configuration after another. Thus, the stages of development are different until it is born on the day of arising. This is why it is said about the dead that when one dies, his day of arising has arisen. So his resurrection has arisen because it's starting. This is why it is, and so that, that is the manifestation of the otherworldly configuration in the Barzakh has commenced until the day of resurrection from the Barzakh. So the, the, in that cycle of humanity, like a face of a clock, you know, they're at five o'clock, and then you're going to go all the way, all the way, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, until there is a resurrection uh, for the, the day of resurrection. Um, and so we're watching those who are having this at two o'clock or three o'clock on, on this face. It is just as you were resurrected from the belly into the world by birth. Thus one worships him and her, I mean in the earth of one's otherworldly configuration with a zati worship, an essential worship, not a tasked worship. That is you worship automatically, not by trying or by doing. You see, Kush forbids, which is a way of saying from Kush, one knows it will not happen, that there will be a worshiper of any other than the one who is entitled to have a worshiper. It is just as the men of Allah bestowed this station here in this world. So that's the key here is this pure devotion, this pure worship, worship which is zati, which is essential, which is automatic, which just happens, not one which is do this and then you do it. So that's, and the when of it, for those who are, can do this zati as a automatic essential worship, they're the ones who enter into this, this vast earth. So that's why we're asking who comes here. So is the earth, 
is not an earth of God vastly spacious enough? So break off an earth. So Hitra is break off. And so based on his command, you break off, and so it is all worship. So then if you break off and emigrate, it is based on his command. So you break off on his behalf, by him, to him, based on his command. It is like your departure for performing the prayer in a communal mosque, and like your departure from Mecca, desiring to perform the Hajj, and again like your departure to fight jihad, and to visit tombs, and to visit siblings in God, that is your siblings in Islam, or in going forth, Sai as Hajar, search for water for a son, and Zamzam was given, for your dependence. All of this is not actually an emigration in the true dimension. No, it is traveling, stemming from a divine command based on being present. So when someone is present, so Hajar is present, Musa salam is present, the one going to the mosque is present, who is present, they will be doing this based on a divine command. So their emigration, their breaking off, will be one by divine command. Is the earth of God not vastly spacious enough? So break off, and they break off. And this, I tried to trim this as much as possible. The way that this happens then is testing. So now when one of us is worshiping, who is worshiping, is worshiping other than God, God becomes jealous that other than God is worshiped in his earth. So he says, and your cherisher has decided that you are not worshiping anyone but him. That is, he decided that and declared the fact that we are worshiping only him, which is not the same as commanding us not to worship any but him. But when Allah says, you are worshiping me no matter what you're doing, then the question becomes, who is worshiping Allah for Allah? Who is worshiping him for the ropes or the causes or the secondary causes? And so when God desires to differentiate the one who worships him specifically from the one who worships him in the things, he commands breaking off from the earth-based places in which God is worshiped in the entities. So if someone worships the self, a tree, a stone, and gives them divinity, then it's true that whatever is being worshiped is Allah, but they're not worshiping Allah specifically, and Allah is jealous of that, even though Allah is the one who said that all worship will be for me. This is to distinguish the foul from the clean. So God tests him. And as you know, when anyone who is a lover is tested, so anyone says, I love God, is tested. Anyone I love says, I love X, is tested. He raises before him, before his eyes, the secondary ropes, the causes, and he introduces something that will make this asserter feel the need for these ropes. And nothing will resolve his urgent need except coming from these ropes, coming into his hands. So the one who says, these ropes, I need these ropes desperately, they're the ones who worship God in the things. So then if God gives you the sustenance of light, the veil will be ripped off and the curtains veiling these ropes will be passed through. Then you will see the true as the cause, the active name behind the causes. You see when God set down the ropes and he does not lift them for the sake of anyone, no, God gives some of his creatures light to guide them in their walking in the darknesses of the rope. Other than this, he does not do. So they see with their eyes according to the measure of their lights. 
The veils of the ropes are dropped down, not lifted ever. So they are not to be avidly striven for. So we don't go after the, the, the rope that we think will give us what we desperately need. Because if the true transfers you from one rope, he is transferring you to another rope. So when someone is sees that the ropes are set down by Allah and has the light to see that the ropes are not what they want, then that and they also know that they're being transferred from one rope to another rope, then they are entering into this place where they're tested and shown to be devoted to Allah. So you will never lack having a rope altogether because it is the rope of God which he commanded you to hold fast to. And it is the law sent down and it is the most powerful of ropes and their most stout. And in its hand is the light which guides you in the darknesses of the lands of these ropes and their seas. So if you practice this and it is the rope, then your recommends will be this way. Therefore do not strive avidly for what has nothing to be hoped for in it. Ask God for a spurt of the light flush against your zat. So that's the testing, and the, the who is necessary to get the testing. So we're looking at the night prayers. We'll be looking at, I'll, sh I'll make more explicit, the inheritors of Muhammad the lovers, the ones who love Allah, not for the ropes, not for a reason, but for Allah, and they lose themselves. They enter into complete worship, zati worship, this essential worship. And then there will be three things made beloved to them. So this is all uh, as explicit as can be. And then the Allahi that we'll hear right now continues this explicit uh, telling of the secret. So here we go. This great love, this vast and stormy ocean, absolutely free from limitation. This great love is the true secret of Quran. Whoever tastes love will never be the same. This great love. The hearty wine of Ashki clarifies and sanctifies the whole body. This great love unveils Rasulullah. Whoever miss him will never be the same. This great love is our dervish circles imagine. The rose-based of fire of noble Abraham. This great love is the deep secret of the friend. Whoever tests love will never find his hand. This great love is Masu's cry on our hack. Neither night no day but only truth exists. This great love is a divine essence. Whoever this love is beyond praise and blame. Those who enter this arena of great love 
Joseph has been brilliant flashing forth. Become love, become the truth, become the one. Whoever has love will never be the same. And so the inheritors, the lovers, lose their selves. They enter into complete worship and have three things made beloved to them. So we'll see that more now. So who is this for? So who are the ones who are entering this vast earth, uh, either while they're alive or after they're dead, in the early parts of humanity? There's, there's two vast earths. One of the vast earths is, so me, only worship me. So that is the vast earth which is special, and it is much smaller than the vast earth which is general. The general one is that worship your creator, worship God. Um, those are for all. And this one is very narrow for very few. And it's a vast earth for those who are entering this vast earth, this final home of Allah in the vast earth and being birthed into it now and not after the general resurrection and the day of judgment. The narrow constrained earth is for the men bestowed the station who are inheritors of the prophet. Now God created the complete human being in two images, the site of being arriving in two configurations in which God combines for him the two names. So from the Quran, uh, this is the verse, the first, so this is the light of Muhammad and the last, and that's humanity. And he provides him with two properties in the outward, and that's the solar Muhammad the, the Muhammad as a body living in the earth you know, back then, and the master of the people, which will be when he is outward in the day of resurrection. And the inward, so before Adam and Eve, so the light of Muhammad I was a prophet before Adam and Eve were between water and clay, so that's before, and then in the third part of the night, the other inward is in the third part of the night. And we've seen that Ibn Arabi is telling us that it is our time. It is our time because we are now in the third part of the night. So we have the inward Muhammad who is the one before Adam and Eve, therefore the light of Muhammad and the one that is in the third part of the night. And that's why we had that verse way up there about there's never been a time when I have not been outside of time. This, so he may be of everything, visible and invisible, all-knowing. Alim, all-knowing. So this is an example of a two-sided barza. So we're looking at membrane and with two sides. The Surat al-Ikhlas, the Qulhu Ahad, we've read that before. There's one reading, which is about Allah, and then there's one reading, which is about humanity. And they are completely separate. Then there's Lesa Kamithlihi Shayan. So we've had that, that this is about Allah, there's nothing like him. And then about us, the projected likenesses of Allah, there's nothing like us. And so this is a very much a crucial understanding of, on the spiritual path, is that we have to understand that there is no divine on this side and there's no humanity on that side. So we have to separate them completely. And that's what Ikhlas, means to separate completely. And so, uh, to separate completely that there is divine on this side, 
and there's nothing like the divine. And there's humanity, which is a projected likeness of the divine on this side, and there's nothing like humanity. So that's the crucial uh, place to reach uh, in the spiritual path. And, and so that's the two-sided barzakh, and it's one that we need to reach. So who is it for? It's for the inheritors. Now, part of his وسلم, inheritance is the love of women and perfume, and his eyes were soothed during the prayer. When all of this is in the human beings as something made beloved to them, at that moment, they're inheritors. So if someone loves women and perfume and prayer uh, for their own reasons, then they are not ones who are inheritors of Muhammad Sallallahu If they are loving it because it's made beloved to them, then they're inheritors of Muhammad Sallallahu The Prophet Sallallahu did not turn us to his word for disambiguation, made beloved, and he did not cite who made them beloved. He did so only because there's a meaning which could not be revealed on account of the weakness of the receiving souls to receive this. But the ones who recognize the context, so the rest of us, we go straight into and understand these contexts. They all know who is making the ones he has cited beloved to him. They know this is not a symbol. This is not a metaphor. It is the women, the perfume, and the soothing of the eye during the prayer. You see, he would, he would pray flush against the vision of the one who is standing there conversing intimately with him before him from a presence of taking on image, as Gabriel took on image before Mary, and in his place while he's standing right there. Yes, in that place is the address. So all praise belongs to God. We say in the Fatiha, Alhamdulillah. And the reply, my slave is praising me. So the Fatiha has a conversation between this side and that side. And the reception, so to my slave is whatever he asked for, and this is only in the witness of the one taking on an image because it is a place combining vision and speech. So now we're entering into a one-sided barzak, and he's gently helping us see that there's the witness of the one who is taking on an image. So this is not an abstract divinity in the Qibla. This is not an abstract transcendent divinity in front of you. It's something quite, quite different. Who is it for? And so now we go into this more. And in here, in this surah, is a knowing of the one who recognizes the measure of the women and their alighting position in being. This is why God made them beloved to Muhammad Indeed, this is one of the distinguishing secrets. So this is the one that is the secret for the lovers who are then in this vast earth and have been birthed into a new configuration which brings them to the final home of Allah in this vast earth, which is your body. And when God taught Moses, peace be upon him, the measure of this, he gave himself for hire for the dowry of the woman for 10 years. So the background is after watering the flock of the two women, Moses turns back to the shade. And when he turns back to the shade, he's looking directly at the shade, which is a cast projection. And when he sees a cast projection, he's seeing a one-sided barzakh, which we'll go into soon. And he prays, oh, my cherisher, I am before what you sent down to me, that is the woman that he just saw, desperately in need of her good. Then the events transpire that allow him to marry. 
the dowry is eight years of service, but if you complete 10 years, it will be grace from you. And after fulfilling the term, so watch the progression. I am in, he waters the flock of the two women. He turns to the shade and faces the shade. And he says, oh, my cherisher, because he's seeing in front of him. Who is he seeing in front of him? I am before what you sent down to me, that is the woman, desperately need of her good. That's the second. The third is the transparent, the events which he knows the value of this, what he has just seen and works for 10 years. That's how valuable it is to Moses. And then he fulfills this term and they travel. They travel and then he seeks fire for his de dependents. So he's in the desert, he needs fire. He thinks he sees a fire over there. He goes to the burning bush. And when he sees the burning bush, suddenly the uh, Allah appears to him and he becomes a speaker with Allah. I mean by women, the feminine flowing throughout the cosmos. And this feminine is most apparent in women. This is why they are made beloved to whom they are made beloved too. And now we have Nora. Sing the Ilahi. My body is your paradise, my soul, your Holy Spirit. This teaching is so rarely presented to the world. Allahu, 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 Allah, Allahu, Allah, La ilaha illallah. My virgin soul is your pure bride. This body is the bridal bed. Till the veils of soul and Lord melt in identity. Allahu, 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 Allah, Allahu, Allah, La ilaha illallah. Allah created Adam, his secret to reveal. Were we not already truth, but truth could not be known. Allah unveiled to Mustafa his 90,000 mystic words, some for faithful, some for saints, some only for us all. Allahu, 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 Allah, Allahu, Allah, La ilaha illallah. Allah is not inside the world, nor world outside Allah. There is no boundary, the artist is his art. Allahu, 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 Allah, Allahu, Allah, La ilaha illallah. My heart has become an ocean of your love. My eyes fill with holy tears for Ashk of Muhammad. Allahu, 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 Allah, Allahu, Allah, La ilaha illallah. 
Okay, so yeah, this is the secret has just been revealed. So why is it? So what? Where is this? We've had. Where is it? How is it? When is it? Now why is it? So while Messenger of God Sallallahu was giving a sermon on the day of gathering on the minbar, he saw his grandchildren Hassan and Hussein approaching tripping over their clothes so he could not help descending from the minbar to pick them up and bring them up back up to the minbar and only then did he return to his sermon do you see that as a deficiency in his state no by god no it comes from the perfect completeness of his marifa he understands by which eye he looks for whom he looks something hidden from the blind who do not see they are the ones who say, wasn't he distracted from God by this kind of thing? But he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was by God, was not focused on anything but God. It is as the one who said, who does not know, oh, that she be made safe, when she heard the reciter recite, indeed, the companions of the garden on that day occupied with delights. Those poor ones, people of the garden, in their being occupied with delights, and their pairs, oh, you are the poor one. He spoke of the real focus, exalted to see beyond these. He did not give you, O poor one, to recognize in whom and by whom they are delighting, they and their pairs. So why do you judge them, saying that they are distracted from God? If this antagonist were focused on God, she would not have made this statement. This is the utmost endpoint of spirit-based love in the nature-based form. It is the statement in the poem in the first part of the chapter on the station of love in the openings revealed in Mecca, spirit to spirit, body to body poem. This is then a one-sided barzakh. Now if the very face itself that is thrown to meet one of the two matters, which is between the two, is exactly the face that is thrown to meet the other, then this is the true base barzakh. It's a null-volume surface with no back. It will be in itself exactly each that is driven to meet it. So the separation emerges between the things, and the separator is a single entity. And when you learn this, you will know what the true base barzakh is. Dervish breath is unity, illallahu dervish circle unity, illallahu dervish secret unity, illallahu laylaha, illallahu laylaha, illallah. Mystics of Nuruddin say only you at the door of Nuruddin. There's only you in the heart of Nuruddin. There's only you. Lailaha illallahu. Lailaha illallah. Musafir and Faruddin. Illallahu. Hearts are bright and robes are green. Illallahu. Paradise is what we've seen. Illallahu, Lailaha, Illallahu, Lailaha, Illallah. Secret heart of Nuruddin, Illallahu, secret breath of Nuruddin, Illallahu, secret 
of Nuruddin, illallahu, la ilaha illallahu, la ilaha illallah. So let's have a, a few moments of silence and then we'll, we'll continue with our, our questions and answers. Alhamdulillah. Thank you all. It's good to see everyone. I feel like it's been a long time. <laughs> it's good to see you. Assalamu alaikum, Shuei. Thank you so much. Um, first question uh, relates to one of the early slides. Could you say more about the difference between configuration and transfiguration? Yeah, so that the transfigurate, well, the, the configuration, what we have our configuration now, and we have our next configuration. and we and our projected images will be transfigured into this new configuration and the new configuration will be physical and earth and this configuration is physical and earth and so uh what ibn arabi is helping us see here is that this is not something that's transcendent it's not something abstract uh, he's speaking as plainly as possible and the Allah is singing as plainly as possible your body, my body is your paradise. And so this is the arena where all of this is taking place. The arena of this vast earth is taking place in my body is your paradise. Okay, two questions here. I'll, I'll give you just one at a time. Um, we're all different, so much so that the shade of a color is different for each person. In this case, aren't all interpretations personal? Yeah, the, uh, Ibn Arabi says that he says there's one aqidah, one belief system, and then there's a more detailed belief system for more advanced people. And then he says the most advanced uh, aqidah or belief system will be dispersed throughout his entire futuhat. And then eventually he'll say something like, since everyone has a unique vision of the divine, at every moment, and no two moments are the same, uh, there are no two aqidas, no two belief systems that are the same. So we are in a situation where we can say we have commonality, we can say, shall we talk about something and share this in common? But in the end, and in the beginning, there is only each individual's vision of the divine at every moment. And that's why we have that special face that every created being has. So in, uh, in every created being is the special face where Allah reveals itself, reveals Quran, reveals Torah, reveals in, in Injil. And that special face is the one in every created being. It's just that almost everyone doesn't recognize that special face. Those who do recognize the special face are the ones who have been trained and shaped to have this zati worship, this essential worship. And they are trained to do this by being inheritors of Muhammad Sallallahu So that's sort of the background that brings us to where and who and when is this vast earth. Secondly, why try to interpret? Why not just believe and be without personal collective interpretations and how, why, where, when, etc.? Isn't that where everything isn't? Isn't that where everything reside, uh, i.e., beyond? 
we well, I mean, we as as social creatures, we we try to find things in common, and that's why we have religions and paths and things like that. Uh, these are things that we try to use with language uh, that we can share, and so we all have a idiomatic language, our own idio language, and we also have a language which is shared by other human beings, and so. Uh, that's that's we have we have shared language and we have our individual language and any of individual language are idiolects and so uh, they're certainly there <laughs> but uh the value of having a shared language is that we begin to see our shared humanity and so that's mm -hmm. that's why we are not just individuals uh who are you know lost and without any kind of connection to anyone else For women, do they have to love perfume and prayer only, except loving of men? Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. And so uh, I gave this uh, exclusively on tasting. And so that's why I said that I'm speaking as a man about what what's, what's Ibn Arabi is talking about here and transpiring here. Um, and it will be up to someone else to to show the other, other side of all of this and and to have the tasting of that so when that tasting is coming to another then i'll let you know what we what's found out <laughs> um can you say more about quote took an image quote for moses it was the shade and burning bush is that right is this for everyone so the the taking of the image is this is this is the that is the one image that is in front of the Qibla, in front of one's vision, it's the vision because we have worship, worship God as if you see who, as if you see God. And so as if you see who means that when you're worshiping, when you're in the prayer, in front of you is not anything abstract, in front of you is not something void or empty, in front of you is as if you see who. So as if you see who, as if you see who is taking on an image. And so for, for Mary, uh, that Gabriel took on an image of a well-proportioned man, and that image uh, induced in her, the, her fluid to drop to her womb, and she conceived of Jesus. And for Moses, you can look at the burning bush, you can look at the search for the fire, and you can look at the turning to the shade. So when the woman passes by him and then he turns to the shadow, he's, then the image that is taken on is the woman who just passed before him. And so he then says, oh, cherisher, my cherisher, I am in desperate need of what you have sent down of good, that is this woman. And so then he values that image and the value of that image is for him is such that he will work for 10 years to produce the dowry. And then that work of producing the dowry and marrying and traveling with this woman gets him into the situation where he goes off to look for fire for someone else. So remember, Ibn Abi always says, you don't go looking for God, you go looking for fire for your dependents. And you, do, you go looking for water for your son and you find Zamzam. So you don't look for Zamzam, it's given to you because you're looking for water for your son. So this is the value of this image which comes before. 
and as a, a one-sided barzakh, it is the true base barzakh, what you're looking at and what is, so what is seen and what is looking at is the same thing. So, and I, then of course, then that now our shared languages fall apart completely because we don't have, we have language, we have subject object, we have duality, we have, if I say this, then I'm talking about something else, which isn't the same thing. And so we kind of fall apart. And that's why we have to go back to poetry and we have to go back to the Allahis. And so the Allahis tell us that, that my body is your paradise. So what does that mean? That your paradise is not in an abstract place. It's not in some heavenly, abstract, pure, essential place. It's in my body. All what we desire is to obtain true Barzakh, so we attain Marifat. So, though this this what we does what we desire, and what we delight in. So that was that passage that Ibn Arabi talks about. He says that, do you think when the Prophet took care of his grandchildren that that was a distraction? Do you think he was distracted from God? And he says, no, that is God. That is Marifat. That is what you do. And so do you think that Moses was distracted from God when he looked for fire? It's the other way around. Looking for fire was his marifa. And do you think that the, the spouses, the mates, the pairs in the garden who are delighting in each other, do you think they're distracted from God? No, it's the other way around. That is marifa. That is the delighting in who they delight in. Beautiful. Um, who wrote the lyrics to the beautiful poem that was sung by Nora, My Body is Your Paradise? Can you tell us a bit about the author, please? Yeah, I, I won't. I, this, this is one of the Ilahis that we sing with the Norashki Jirahis. And uh, we have Nizam Kautha here. She may know more about that because she, she, has, she knows about the Turkish Ilahis. Um, and I'll just. Put that out to her. So Nizam, if you're here and if you if you know the 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 author of that Ilahi, uh, please let us know. Assalamu alaikum. Um, I think I need to check it. If uh, I find the answer, I would love to put it on the chat. Very good. Thank you, Nizam. Wonderful. Sorry. Yeah, and some of them are you know Yunus Emre and and. The one that was so shocking to me is when I was translating Ibn Arabi and suddenly I came across the word for word that's in the Yunus Emre Ilahi. And I thought, well, now there you go. That that was what I first began to realize that what's translating, what what's uh, what's being transmitted in the Futuhat is not the 10,000 pages of the Futuhat, which are really quite difficult, as you can know already. Uh, what's being, the transmission is coming through and that's when we looked at those poems that the the 20 or so girls women and the freed male slave brother those are the ones who transmitted this secret and they did a good job of transmitting the secret because it survives to this day the futahat is is a transmission which uh is in a sense has lent been dormant for 800 years i mean people did not go to the local bookstore pick up 10,000 pages of the Futahat of Makia, sit down on their armchair and read about it. So the transmission was always through the, the, the few people who knew its value. 
and that was in the lineages that's in the tariqat and all these spiritual lineage, lineages and pirnoradin jarahi you know in this lineage uh, ibn arabi is very much central as the, the transmission has come there and now we're moving from to parallel to this transmission of the secret to this publication of the of the futaha okay and the link to that song is in the chat box if anyone uh, wants to check that out. Um, request for slides and so far no other questions. Okay, well I have a quick, uh, some housekeeping to do and that to, to update everyone about this, our, our ongoing uh, activities. Uh, so the, the first ongoing activity is that as a series of activities in the Futuhat project. And this is for me to, you know, thank you for the donations that have been coming in. The donations are so very important. Uh, they do at least two things. One is that they take care of expenses that are producing all of this translation, all of this work. Uh, and the other is that they, they help us go into different directions for conveying this message from Ibn Arabi. And so we're moving in a different direction. Some of them, I think, much more accessible than the Futahat translation is, is they're more visual, we're doing audios, uh, we may be doing something like stop animation, uh, things that will be short and very rich uh, ways to provide access to this transmission of, and, and this counsel that Ibn Arabi gives us. So parallel to the, the work of, of, of the translation are these new ways of conveying this message. And so this is something as why the donations are so very, very valuable. And thank you. Uh, the second housekeeping, I guess, is uh, our, our caravans. And so we had hoped in May to have a book launch in public uh, in Spain uh, with the situations, you know, whether they are whether they are engineered or they're just happening. Uh, there's certainly, it's difficult to travel these days. And, it's, and I don't think making a public uh, event is going to really be possible. So what we've done instead is looked at the week of March 20th to have a small retreat in Morocco. And so this will be a, a, a small retreat in, in Morocco, won't be, you know, any public events or anything like that. Uh, it'll be an extension of the caravan that began in Germany and that continued in Spain and, and now inshallah will we'll be in Morocco. And so you can email me and I'll give you details about that. Um, and. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful retreat center and uh, we're already uh, you know making organizing that we could have our time to time to there to, to be together and so uh and then yeah and go ahead and put slides up on the chat because that i, I have that saved when i when we close the zoom so. and let me just add that um if you go back a little ways on the chat aisha uh has put in where to send your donations um either snail mail or PayPal. Um, and Kasim has, has expanded on his question. What I meant, why try to interpret, is because looking for interpretations is distraction. Yeah, yes, um, in, in a way, this what, what we're looking at here, and Kasim, you're absolutely correct. This is, it is so much bypassing the mind and bypassing the intellect. Um, it's bypassing intellect to such an extent because remember the intellect is always it's always very masculine in a, in a not a very good way. So the the, the masculine intellect uh, gets bypassed here, and that's why the people who the men who are in this position are when they die brides 
And so their death day is the Urs, it's their wedding night. And so this is because their intellects have been bypassed, their egos and their selves have been cut off, the, the brilliant sword of love has cut off their heads, uh, they don't have ego, they don't have self, uh, they come on their death, on their wedding night as brides. So the men of God uh, become as brides. And so, and again, well, that's, we'll be talking about the other ways of, of, of where this happens. So someone who already in this world is not uh, a, a man of, uh, of Allah, then what, uh, what kind of bride are they when they reach there? So I have some of, tastes of that, but not all. So we'll, let, we'll wait for some of that. But it is, it's, it's very much, a, it's a gender thing going on right now because we are in these bodies. And so, and so we are, because we are in these bodies uh, and how we react to other people, how people react to us, how we feel, what are, how we feel in our body, all of that is, uh, is, is the, the, what's it called, the grist and the mill. That's all, everything which makes this polishing take place, which brings some of those lovers to this place of the final home of Allah. They are birthed into it. So they go into this new configuration and they develop inside it as in the womb. And then when they come out of that womb with a new configuration, there they are in the final home of Allah in the vast earth. So Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Shuaib, there's a, a request to see the uh, circles and squares diagram again. So I wonder if you might show that and, and speak a little bit more to that. Yeah, let's um, I had. Personally, I had trouble following everything you were saying about that as yeah. well. And unfortunately, it had we to have... go so fast. <laughs> but yeah, let me see if I can bring this up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I, I mean, I went there and trimmed everything. Then I saw, I trimmed this one thing and I said, oh, that's only one sentence. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to trim that any more than a sentence. So let's see. All right. So, okay. So that's good thing. I think we're looking at this one, yeah. Yeah, so this one here, so we that red circle I was reminding us of last month when we had uh, in the first Friday of last month, we had this circle of humanity. So beginning, the moment you, a circle has no beginning, middle and end, the moment you make a uh, beginning, you've also made the end. So the beginning and the end. So who is the beginning? Who is the end? And so the beginning is uh, is when the light of Muhammad sallam, enters into the world, and the end is when the Muhammad sallam, as the Sayyid, as the master of all the people, uh, emerges during the uh, the day of resurrection and the day of judgment, and that's the circle is then complete. The circle as a Mubia strip goes inside, outside, inside, outside, and so there's one loop. Uh, and there's one surface, there's only one surface. So now we're in a one-sided barzak. There's nothing behind. So when you're inside, there's nothing behind that. When you're outside, there's nothing behind that. Uh, so that's beginning us to, to get that. This tent pole is the, is the, the tent pole is, is the join between the vast earth that is now and, the, and humanity as in the early stages of our humanity or in the third part of our night. And so in the third part of the night, like say three o'clock on this clock, this red clock, there is this tent pole. And this tent pole, when that tent pole uh, is removed is, and goes and leaves, then the entire earth will first uh, 
open and expand in a ratio of 22 to 13, whatever we said it was that time, uh, it will expand in some ratio and then will fold like a scroll. And that will be the initiation of this, of the from 6 p.m. onwards in this clock, uh, when humanity will then go into this new configuration where they'll be developing in this new configuration and they'll be developing in uh, the place uh, there'll be much torment uh, because they're, if their ego is still there, the ego is going to have to go. If the self is still there, the self is going to have to go. And so there'll be a lot of uh, pain and suffering, which the lovers have their pain and suffering while they're alive. And so the other diagram down there is showing that, you know, when the vast earth, when this vast earth folds up, uh, when this earth folds up and then the lovers are in their vast earth, which is the narrow vast earth, then there will be this other vast earth, which is the general one, which is all populations. And then everyone will be brought into a place of pure worship. Okay, yeah, and I'm happy to, to send send every, all the slides also there. So, okay, well, it's so good to see everyone and welcome to 2022 and may we have a wonderful year, inshallah.